Culture Burger. The other racial culture burger, I guess. <laughs> I don't yes. even know the number. I think it'd be four, five, right? Because we launched three and four. Yes. I, my dumbass forgot to launch three. It's, it's okay. We're on five and it's going to be racial for a while. I have a feeling. so. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Jovanna and I were trying to schedule this um, recording and... She and I are both experiencing looting. This is recorded on a Sunday evening at around 6.40, 6.40 p.m. May, May 31st. Correct. I have a, door, a, a date assigned And on it. your way here, you experienced protesters? Yeah, uh, we did. We experienced, me and my friend that were driving back, we experienced the social distancing <laughs> protesting, which just means people in a car caravan driving around, honking, giving the power to the people fists. <laughs> uh, it, 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 you know, just a little bit of slowing, but people are pretty respectful. I think right now, especially since the light is out, uh, we're not getting too much uh, uh, disturbance. And from what I gathered, someone that picked me up actually from my house, uh, they said that cops were on the like on and off ramps of the of the freeway, so that people that are on on foot aren't going into the freeway and causing disruption. So they have ways of, of getting around it. But me and my friend were like, well, people can just drive and then stop and then get out of the car. So, right. I mean, they're doing what they can given all the disturbance they've experienced the past two nights. Let's talk about this protesting first mm -hmm. then, since we're already have already kind of backloaded into it. it. Um, yeah. My personal opinion is with whatever happened to um god what is his name the guy that had uh george george um, george floyd george floyd um my my first reaction is okay looting is terrible shouldn't do that mm -hmm. tagging graph writing while there's a protest is wrong mm -hmm. but also you people should really expect that now that everything's exposed i'm not saying it's correct but people should expect riotous behavior a, a loot pack mentality to come about because one, there's people that will take advantage of it, even though it's not pertaining to the context as to, as to why people are protesting. Mm -hmm. There's just um, leeches out there, right? Yeah. But there's also a small facet of people who are in the border of being impoverished and that's how they react because mm -hmm. of anger is yeah. to loot. It's not because they're looting we all know that there's people who are just going to loot just to loot. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's the people who are struggling and that's their instant reaction or if mm -hmm. not planned reaction to go, well, fuck that. I'm going to go ahead and loot. I'm going to go ahead and tag. Cause you know what? You guys are being unruly. So fuck it. You guys are putting your knees on the neck, all four of you. Then I'm going to mm -hmm. be unruly. Yeah. So what do you think about expecting that? Not okaying it, yeah. but expecting that type of reaction. Well, like the Asian in me, the overthinker in me is sure. like, you have to go to the worst case scenario, right? And the worst case scenario is that it'll get the better of everybody and it'll be riots and inciting, you know, violence and everything like that. And you can hope that that, that is at a minimum, but you have to anticipate it. That's, the, that's what you're kind of alluding to, right? Like people are, you're pushed to a brink and then all of a sudden it's like one thing that will set you off 
to go to another level of, of, of reaction. And that's exactly what it is. I, to me, I think of it more like a snowball. It's like you take one thing, you take another thing, and then you get, again, you push yourself to acceptance. And then all of a sudden there's something that snaps you and goes, well, fuck it. I don't care anymore. If people can just kill me, then I'm going to go take what I want. Cause there, there's no point in me observing any, any rule of law if no one's going to do it to protect me. Right. The people that are supposed to protect you are not protecting you. They're killing you. So it, it, it's not, it's definitely not out of the blue. This is not something that, you know, they, people would have should, I don't even think people should accept this. Like, like take it, just take it sitting down. Like, all right, you know, this is, typical i think it i think this is a a warranted response i don't like it but sometimes things like this has to happen for people to wake up or to just even look in the direction of the injustice that's happening so it it's definitely something we should be um bracing for but i you're right i don't think it's right i think looting is more of an opportunist thing and from the perspective of this region a lot of times when people riot, they're protesting, and then again, it snowballs in, in confrontation with maybe police that come to that come to in response of the protesting. Something happens, and then all of a sudden you break a window and then people start looting. But in Emeryville, what makes it even more remarkable is that we don't have like the protests that have been happening in downtown Oakland, which is basically like I want to say at least eight miles away. So the people that are going to the Emeryville Commerce area, they're going there to loot. They're not really there protesting. They weren't there and they happened to be there. It's like, oh, let's break this window. It's like, no, you had to go there and loot the place. So um, like the things that you hear in San Francisco and I would think in, in Los Angeles too, it's like when people are protesting and they're walking, they're walking maybe into a commercial area. They, they break a window, they do what they want. But here in Emeryville, it's more like, there's a target. You guys made it a point to go to where the big stores are and you went and you, you broke the windows and you took everything. So it's not like the, the you can definitely say the people that came to loot Emeryville are, are opportunists that wanted to loot, not to protest. Right. Because for me, if I was younger, mm -hmm. if I put myself in also, I was never like, dead poor or broke even though i was raised like an illegitimate child i was never raised like poor or broke yeah you know um i i would like to think i would be okay with breaking something out of anger but not going yeah. in the store mm -hmm. you know I, I would rather attack something that's heavily caged from the inside but just break the glass yeah J just to maraud mm -hmm. without stealing you know it's like and, built up emotion, like I'm right. a glass and then it, leave. Yeah. And the interesting thing is every time something like this happens, it, it's so ahead of it's time for Spike Lee to put out, do the right thing. <laughs> like the, the, the next chapter kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or just even just, you know, the emotion about, mm, yeah. you know, Radio Raheem being choked. Yeah. You know, and, and, and something like that, what baffles me too is how come these, police officers haven't learned from everything else that preceded it. Yeah. You've seen Eric Garner. I mean, there's a copious amount yeah. uh, of, of black folks that are dying yeah. without reason, right? Like yeah. being murdered, essentially. We don't have enough time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. To even go through each one. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, it baffles me that these cops don't understand 
But two, I find I find it in this. This is uh, I'm trying not to spin it that way, Jovan. No, no, it's all about our president. And they're like, where's our president right now? Yeah, you know, ideally, I would like him to go. You know what? I've been probably the mis most misunderstood president. I'm not according to what most people like, but at this point, we need to address the state. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at least think- start with something like that. You know, okay. but it, I, I don't think it's going to be there. I don't think he's culpable enough. Well, no. Well, because he built his brand on divi- divisiveness, right? So sure. how is he going to be the guy that joins everybody when his job was to break people apart? Like, this is not... In times like this, we, we as much as we think we don't need the president, we do look for him to be a beacon of like civility or some sort of constancy when when things are spiraling out of control and we can't even look to him for that there is no calm there is no composure and even if he did try to do that people will look at him with a sense of skepticism right so his job he definitely is not equipped to do what we as citizens think a president should be doing yeah and the interesting thing too is i forgot what zach brought up former co-host of the show of plug Mm -hmm. one two but now he he brought up something to where um it was a ever since trump came into presidency presidency uh there's been a minimal amount of i think it was like racial injustices but what and and i can't even quote zach so Mm -hmm. i knew it was he was trying to make a point about where things have improved racially but but right now i just feel and he's not here to defend himself. Sure. So let me let me even remove his name because mm-hmm. I'm being a terrible host right now. But it, it really is a clear reflection of who's running the who's running the country right now. Mm-hmm. This is uh, granted we we came from Obama where it felt like this utopian. Oh my God, he's half black. Mm-hmm. He we're progressive. He, we're raised in Hawaii. Indonesian yeah. parents. This guy eats samba and a different Southeast Asian curry. You know, yeah. he's the most cultured person. And it felt so utopian for these kids who were, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere from six to 16 at that time. Mm-hmm. And now these are the people who are rioting because they came from this. Oh, my God, we have a black president we're experiencing. And then now during a pandemic, we don't have any leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about that, how the reason why we do have this uprising i mean not again this is something that has happened before it's going to happen again but the reason why it kind of exploded in this sense is because everybody's cooped up due to the due to the thing and that's not the president's fault i mean we were going to do this because of the pandemic regardless but again in this time of the first the, the covid it's like we want someone that we can trust that we can look to and he wasn't doing that <laughs> during the whole pandemic and now we have this thing that's another, it's more fuel to the fire of we're discontent. And he's, again, either not even silent. He's saying things to fuel it. Like he's not even holding back on his, you know, the whole, was it? If you shooting, something about shooting, if you loot, you, we will shoot. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like he's, he thinks he's showing strength when in fact what he's doing is the opposite because it's a threat. It's a veiled threat not something like 
we need to bind together. We need to do what we can because his messaging, again, is all about divisiveness. So what are we, we're just held, we're, we're, we're held to doing, to figuring it out on our own, right? Uh, to, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. It, well, the idea that we, we, we are left to our own capabil- capabilities of, of binding together, you know, it's, it's really what has been under, under stressed is how California under Gavin Newsom, we're trying to figure it out because we're not getting leadership from the president to tell us how to do. So now the governor has to go, okay, we have to figure out how to do all this stuff. And as much as we're doing better than other states, the president wants to take credit. Oh yeah, we let the states do whatever they want so we can take credit for them doing so well. And it's like, no, you didn't help us. So we, we figured it out. We got it. And then now that we have all, all the, now we have more racial tension. Is he doing anything to help it? No. So we have to figure it out because we're the ones that are living amongst the looters and the riots and everything like that. So it, it, it leadership, if anything is needed right now, and we're not getting it regardless of where you turn doesn't i mean we're trying to do what we can but we're not when we're trying to look towards the top the top isn't looking at us he's looking away and normally when i take a look at people on instagram and twitter where they where if they're not black and then they post a lot of black lives matter i Mm -hmm. go okay you're (laughs) so woke which i understand right the the reasoning for them doing that is to provoke invoke and also their version of activity right being loud Mm -hmm. but at this point with everyone posting black lives matter you know watch out for their future i i I can't even eye roll at that point Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to compare diasporas with filipinos Mm because it normally like this took place way back in 1995 when I was in the chairperson for the Filipino Culture Club in Pasadena. Uh, mm. So we had a meeting with BSA. And I was trying to explain to the kids then, because we were all kids, I said, look, Filipinos, we're not even together together. There's a large crab mentality because they took over our country. Mm-hmm. We weren't sovereign. So there's something right. about now the African American or black plight is completely different because they were sold by chieftains Mm -hmm. from an African village, sold, transported, brought to the U S ours is well, same thing, but you're not going anywhere. Maybe you're going to help us navigate the seas out this way. Mm. Well, we weren't here. Yeah. We weren't in the United States. Right. Because we're in the Philippines and the Portuguese and the Spanish needed us to navigate the Southeast Asian seas. Mm. And I'm trying to, I was trying to convey, which in the end, I think it got through. It's like Filipinos have a different sense of um, cultural broken, uh, uh, a broken culture, you know, because of what took place as far as for the conquistadors. Okay. But right now, giving the spotlight black back to blacks, mm-hmm. like black Americans, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to not be rageful. I wouldn't know how not to be like this bulb of anger. You feel it is what you're saying. Yes. And and I, 
I would understand just like I said in the very beginning. I you should expect this looting. Yeah. You know? That's what you meant. You meant this is in a way you're saying it's justified. All of this is justified and and understood and it's a matter of how we deal with how we we can't say you can't do that. You can't be angry. You can't be. It's not unjustified at all. That's that's. I think that's what you're kind of alluding to. Right. Because one hand you're killing someone. The other hand we're looting a store, which is worse. Yeah. There's a spectacle to one mm-hmm. and and coverage, and then there's the death of another. Yeah. It. This is a very interesting time in the sense that, as much as we want to keep peace how can we tell people not to react? How can we tell people you can't be angry about this? While being cooped up. And it's, it's all justified. I mean, there is no reason for any of the things that happened with this George Floyd case to have happened from start to finish. And the fact that the police department tried to kind of cover it up a little bit by saying, oh, he was unruly and all this other stuff. When v- video footage shows that he was totally compliant and everything like that, it, it makes us even more enraged, right? Because they're saying they're trying to rewrite history and it's, and it's not acceptable. We're finally, people are saying, this is not acceptable. It doesn't matter what race you are. It's not acceptable. Cause I even saw there's like coverage of Amish people like saying this is wrong. Sure. How can you not get on board with this or how can you not accept it? But maybe that's what's happening is that maybe police departments are realizing like we cannot stop this. This is something that is inexcusable and we cannot be angry that people are reacting this way. Because I've seen like a lot of police officers joining protests, protest marches. They, they're, they're joining ranks and they're holding signs with them and, and, and marching. And I've seen and I think even also to make it more local for me supposedly in Emeryville, when people started looting, the police went. But after a while, they just bolted because they're like, are we going to make it worse by being here? So they just took off. And and it doesn't mean that you should loot it, but I think they had at least the wisdom to say, maybe our presence isn't the best thing right now. It's going to be worse if we do something. So, And as you can see from the footage from Philadelphia and Chicago, where the police and, and New York, where the police did fight back, it's not good. It does not good, look good at all. You're right. And there is violence happening to police officers to where um, there was a there's a, something reported last night where there's someone w- was just an armed guard died. Huh. That happened in Oakland, too. A federal agent died or something like that. So, yeah, maybe maybe they're getting a little bit wiser to the fact, like, if we do something, it might just be worse. Maybe we shouldn't. We should just let people get be angry for a little bit because even if we try to quell it, they're still going to loot. They're still going to protest. They're still going to keep going. So how are we being helping the situation? We're not. Let's just take off. And then, you know what? Uh, without trying to be corporate Charlie here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, if I'm unique low, I'm looking, you know what? There's definite evidence of looting. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm insured. Yeah. Take the loss. Boom. Because it's branding at the end of the day too, right? It's like we can't get too hard on the consumers because we need them to keep going. So if you take the L, I think that's the probably the best thing you can do for as a brand at this point. And then as far as for for police, I <laughs> I can't justify uh, seeing 
a little girl who's like nine years old who got maced. <gasps> they show, they did that? Yeah, a nine-year-old girl got oh maced. Oh my God, people. Yeah, Dude. I've seen some footage like that, but not a girl. I never saw a girl get. Right, and that's where it baffles me to where it's like, okay, maybe the cop decided to try and mace the parent. And that's a different discussion of having a child with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then it'll be a nine hour pod between yeah. Jovanna and Charlie. <laughs> uh, people to people without kids to judge people with kids. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Totally. We'll we'll tell you how to raise your child, okay? <laughs> um but uh that's a classic example of the nonsensical purveying action yeah. of a cop. Yeah. I mean, granted you're in the middle of chaos, but what makes you go well, the cans are at the eye level, so might as well spray. Or she's girl. she's coming at me a little faster than I'm comfortable with. Sure. Sprayer? Come on. That's that's insane. It, it's pretty tough. And 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 that's not even like it, that's a white kid. I, I don't say that thankfully, but uh, but imagine yeah. that if it was a if it was a yeah. black kid. As a as a person of color, we can't help but think that way. Like Right. Do, man. If 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 you were um George Floyd. Okay. Very difficult position because one, yeah. both of us were not black. No. But I just want to theorize for our listening audience. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I've seen black dudes in this position. Okay. So fuck it, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to fight and I'm going to die fighting. Because I feel like I'm going to die anyways. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you me, mean. Stepping back, looking at my cell phone, looking at the laptop while I'm caring for my brother, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in a very easy position. Yeah. Yeah. I it that Yeah. Sorry, continue. But but if I were a black person at this point and it, it I I hate to stereotype, but it seems like he's not really the most affluent. It is not like yeah. a young Chris Rock. Yeah. Who's getting yeah. arrested, right? Yeah. Mhm. At that point, if if someone's knees in my neck, I'm fighting because I'm going to die anyways. And I'd rather not die with four knees on my body. Yeah. How uh, would you react if you were George Floyd? This is tricky because... Absolutely tricky. And I'm putting you on the spot, so sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No, this is, this is how, this is how you're going to get it, guys. It's going to be my thought process. Okay, if I was a, a black man, a, a, a black man that's been pretty much singled out my whole life in a way conditioned to to you can, knowing that you can fight the police and get it the hard way or be complicit and maybe get out okay capital m a y b e exactly so you have the, you're right you have the choice to fight for your breath or be complicit and hope it goes it gets over soon without the certainty of it doing it I think, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, biological response to someone choking you is to fight because that's the last gasp. Not to be graphic, but that's the last thing. Your body almost doesn't help. That's why when people get asphyxiated, you see them thrashing because they're trying to figure out some way to get air into their their, their lungs and through their trachea. So I think I try to push him off my neck but I know in my head, I'd be like, oh, shit, did I just get a bullet to the brain because I pushed him off my neck? 
So I think, yeah, I think at that moment, I think I won't have a choice. I would react and try to push him off me, but it'll be like the, oh shit, I think I just sealed my fate. So I would fight, but it would have been uh, a biological reaction. And in my head, knowing, oh, I just did something that gave them a reason to shoot me in the head. So I would fight. I don't know if I would fight past pushing him off my neck because you know how like if you could push him off your neck and then you're swinging. I don't know if I'd be swinging. I just want to push him off my neck. Right. Which which like you said in the video, he was clearly complying. Yeah. And just to give the backstory of people that don't know, he was being accused of of forgery slash counterfeit money. That was the crime. He didn't hold anyone up. He didn't do anything that could be seen as an aggression towards another person. It was him using a counterfeit $20 bill to pay for goods out, just outside the store that he died outside of. That was his crime. Well, isn't it Eric Garner who was selling like single stick cigarettes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, outside of uh, a store that he manages or runs? So, I mean, it's granted petty, petty crime may not be the proper term as far as for George Floyd, mm-hmm. but. He got treatment, though, that would be. If somebody accosted somebody, like if you're shown to be belligerent or aggressive, that's when people would use excessive force to subdue you. Suspect but, on the run, committed a murder. He wasn't running. He was sitting right. in the car like that was it was everything was so unjust, which is, again, why both of us agreed this uprise. It's like you, you guys should have seen it. This is going to happen if you didn't. Absolutely. Action, if you didn't arrest them right away. You're just already giving them reasons. You're giving people reasons to rage against the machine. There it is. Yeah. And, and at this particular point, I feel like there's going to be more chaos unless an apology. Um, these guys get committed for murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, f- firing is not going to be enough, Jovan. No. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. This thing is, is, systemic it's because of the way that we train cops to be afraid that's why and it's you know it's it's bad we do expect cops to be almost superhuman right we expect them to be cognizant of the way people act when they're either irrational or pent up or something we are asking them to be the bigger people and to step in and to quell a situation that is that nobody wants to be in the middle of we throw them in the middle so but at the same time if you take that job you need to do it in a way where you're not fearful of the people you're policing because fear is the part that makes you draw your gun and shoot. And be aware of what's taken place as far as for like uh, pulling it back to the pandemic. You know, it, granted it was called the Spanish flu, but you know, you learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like our administration, uh, they were aware of the Wuhan virus back in late November, early December, boom, Mm -hmm. you got to act now. Yeah. You know, and being aware of what's happening and taking place and taking place, you know, it's just really tough to see how people don't see. Yes. That's that's just tough for me to, to look at that and go, Hey man, you're on someone's neck. That's already very simple for me. And then, hey, man, there's four of you and one on him. You should try to handcuff him at this point, yeah. not just hold him down. Yeah, there's then, four of you. Like, right. And then the other, the other thing is 
if I were those white cops, I'd be like, we got to be kind of extra careful with this. <laughs> Not the other way. Yeah. We got to be extra careful with this because but you know what? There's cell phones. Mm -hmm. Let's just say on the other tepid end, right? Yeah. Where you're not trying to be a good cop, but you're just trying not to go to jail as a cop. Yeah. There's cell phones all around. There's people definitely everywhere in the street because everyone's trying to get out. And yeah. God knows why they cleared people as phase one during Memorial Day weekend when people get to be around so much more people. <laughs> yeah. One, one weekend later, you know, don't make it a beach <laughs> gathering. So go ahead. Phase one. Here we go. Can't have you know? anything nice. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I think we're just gonna spin cyclical saying and 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 yeah. opinions at this point. But that's Jovan and I uh opinion. But I also did want Jovan to explain some stuff because I've been living okay. <laughs> in uh Southeast Asia, specifically in Manila, Philippines, for quite some time. So mm -hmm. break down to me, barbecue Becky, what a Karen and, is. Okay. Okay. And maybe the derivative. Okay. So generally speaking, a Karen is usually a middle-aged white lady. Hence the name Karen, because not that many other people have named Karen. That, I mean, typically she's a suburb, suburban wife, you know, 2.5 kids, got that life. And she's pretty much the, the uh, has the higher moral ground or higher superiority of how life should be lived you know like there's this some sort of sense of because they have right white privilege and all the things that come with being a white privileged person they have this sense of they they know what's right and wrong they know how people should act and they would judge accordingly that's a still Karen. with you i'm still with you still a karen now i don't know if the origin of karen was before or after but the first incident of this uh these white woke women uh was barbecue becky i can talk to this because it happened in oakland not too far from me and what happened is that this bar uh, barbecue becky that's not her name her name is actually jennifer something but they called her barbecue becky because it's a b and a b so uh she called the cops on a man that was grilling in a public park probably like on a portable propane grill that he brought to an open park patch slash patch of grass in a black guy black guy he should be uh, using charcoal sorry <laughs> sorry no nah, no nah, he's not black oh it was a charcoal yeah, yeah. no no, no. He, it was charcoal you're right sorry sorry <laughs> i just should said be charcoaling, man. Oh, let me privilege i'm all propane okay. <laughs> i had to go a little light there sorry <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but the funny thing is you were right so she saw him doing this and first of all it's hard it, the the park that he did it in isn't like a large park where there's like wooded areas and whatever it's basically like along the lake lake Merritt. they have patches of grass that people can picnic on but the whole collective area is kind of called a park so he is grilling and the lady walks by and he's like she's like why are you grilling you don't have a permit do you have a permit for that and the guy's like we we've been doing this i've lived here for my whole life he was in like his mid i think his mid 40s or 50s She's like, I've been doing this my whole life. What are you talking about? He's like, well, you don't have a permit for that. And kids can get hurt by that charcoal if you dump it on the side. So Before you continue, is that correct, though, that people need a permit? Okay. So it's the whole de facto 
versus what's the law. Okay. If you're in, if you're there, yes, you should have a permit. But the cops walk by all the time. They see people doing this. They're not going to cite anybody for this because people are minding their business. They're continuing their, their their way and they're being responsible. You know, if you grill, you clean up after yourself. You make sure people don't get hurt. They're they have no problem with it. They have bigger fish to fry. You know, they Murphy's have to law. Yeah. It, well, and and the fact that the police understand this is nothing like he's it's different if you're starting to throw you're trying to chuck burning coals at somebody that's a whole other story but right. if you're if you're there with your family you know you're you're Branding not well your off. children <laughs> when they're <laughs> when they're like you know you're if you don't have much money and your activity for fun is to go to the park and grill they're not gonna hold you like that's such a privileged thing to say oh you shouldn't be doing that that's why people call her barbecue becky because she literally called the cops on him while he's she's in front of him and he even said go ahead call the cops like in a way because he knows they don't mind they don't they've seen me do this all this time i know in a way he's like i kind of know the people around here if you call go ahead and call them tell see what happens and she did and the cops came and she and they told her she told her her version like oh he doesn't have a permit blah blah, blah. he's like okay is he hurting anybody and she's like no but they don't the, the, the kids can get hurt by these things He's like, okay, we'll deal with it, ma'am. And then he basically, they basically went like, don't worry about it. It's just, you know. Okay. We had had to attend to it. They called it in. We had to come, but I'm not writing you up. Like, don't fucking worry. You know, like, ma'am, I'll be right back. And they basically went to him like, she's basically, she basically said to him, she made a complaint. We're not going to cite you, but just be careful. Make sure that you, so it makes like, it makes it look like they did their job. Like the lady called and we had to attend to it and he, they did their job with the community member. Like we got it. Just make sure that you, you do things safely. If I was that guy, I would have lined up an inspirational coal line of motivation where you cross it to see if you can conquer the hot coal on your bare foot and invite like everyone a, in the park. Like a fucking thing. dumb bitch fucking try to stop me from grilling pork and fucking ribs. Yeah. It's, it, it it was and the and the reaction what happened the next weekend people of all races and colors came and started doing the same thing it's like fuck this white bitch she's like trying to tell us how to live our lives she just moved here what a year ago and you know people were getting really angry and i i even got angry because it's like mind your business why you this is if this was a major problem people wouldn't be doing it and not to say that that justifies anything but you have to pick and fight your pick your battles right like Barbecuing is not going to hurt anybody. So that's she barbecue, felt, Be- Becky. That's barbecue, Becky. After that, I think was uh, uh, before Corner Store Caroline. There was another Susan. Was there some Susan? There was an incident. Well, let's talk about Cor- Cornerstone Caroline. And then we'll there wrap was, with that. Okay. So the late there was a cornerstone or corner store in New York, where you know, and bodegas are like small and cramped. And, and very uh, Dominican or Puerto Rican. No, 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 well, I don't know who's involved, but let's let's get to it. A white lady was trying to buy a bottle of water, I believe. She might have been on a run or something. And uh, she claims oh, there was a black family in there. I think a mother and a couple of her kids. She claimed a, a very young black kid, male, touched her vagina or touched her butt or something like that. Mm. And was like, oh, my God, I was assaulted. Call the police for this and and she kept insisting 
that that boy, little boy, and I'm not talking about like a teenager, like a 12 year old. It was like a like a seven year old or an eight year old. He touched. She he sexually assaulted me. Called the police. Called the police. You know, a kerfuffle. Blah 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 blah. They ran the tapes. He accidentally brushed against her, like accident, like incidental, like was walking past her. And you know how kids kind of like do this a little bit when they run. They kind of yeah, totally. Her. He just incidentally touched her, and. It was funny. It was kind of like one of those Maury, you're not the father things. Everybody was huddled around the, the tape watching it. And everyone was like, oh, he didn't do it on purpose. And then the lady looked really embarrassed and ashamed. I think she apologized. But, you know, the, the, the idea is, is that sometimes when in these incidents specifically, these white men, women were very, acu- ac- very accusatory, accusatory, very much trying to scream at the top of their lungs about the injustice. And it turns out these things are not major things. That's cultural. It has to be um, cultural to American, Caucasian Mm -hmm. American culture. It is. You know, it's It's also common. I feel, I'm sorry. It's rules. They love rules. And and they like to utilize the rule in a binary fashion to carry Mm -hmm. rage Mm -hmm. and being above people kind of mm-hmm. like with barbecue Becky and thanks for the clar- clarification. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can bend kind of like the truth. It, it's like with, in, in editing for a video, you can put mm-hmm. in a piece where the guy goes and then she deserved it. Mm-hmm. But what's previous to that is he wasn't even in context to what she does. Yeah. She deserved it. Maybe he was like talking about, and maybe she deserved to gain 15 pounds because she uh-huh. put away 10 pound cakes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's, that's the exact utility. And, and there's something baffling about how someone can just completely lie. Just yes. completely lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To share with you guys uh, before we close, my brother has uh, GBS, which is called uh, Guyon Beret oh, Syndrome. Guillain Bar. Guillain Bar. Syndrome and basically it's a neurological disease where it doesn't fire and connect to both your extremities, your legs and arms. So you have to train everything motor skill wise, right? My aunt, who is full Filipino but converted to, um, she's full blown Jewish. Like they, they don't go out um, on Fridays and Saturdays. You so know, she's culturally um, Jewish now, right? Mm-hmm. And to make this very long story short, um, I was my brother was supposed to be back in uh, uh, at my house at come Monday, but she decided to overstep and lied okay. to the doctor and lied to the managing nurse and the case manager and said Charles could not handle Derek coming home. Straight out lied after a conversation we had when I was scrambling uh-huh. to get mm-hmm. a caregiver because in the hospital. They're not going to go, okay, we're going to release him tomorrow, okay? So get a caregiver. Mm-hmm. It's the day of. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you scramble for it. So she essentially lied and told the doctor that. And we just confronted her. Yeah. And I, I had the phone um, on speakerphone with my brother talking to the case manager, the managing nurse at that time, and the doctor. And they told us that my aunt told them that I could not handle it, so I'll have him stay another day. My brother was in tears because he thought he was already, he's already, the, the, the he wants parent, to go. He was already there. Yeah, he wants to go. About home. Filling out the paperwork. 
So they had to reinsert the IVs, oh, and the, his IV is the one that uh, goes around to the uh, perimeter of your heart. Oh, okay. So they, you can imagine how painful and yeah. um, how thorough they have to be in doing that. And then they ha- I had to scramble and cancel the um, previous appointment for the caregiver, and thank God they were really amicable with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we confronted her right now, and she just straight out out. Out lied. I didn't say that. What's that? She said, I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't say that. And this is what I wanted to do. And just straight out lied. And, you know, she, because she's now very wealthy, she has an insecurity, uh, uh, but in the guise of a power trip. You know, she's so insecure. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to <sighs> bark orders. She works for yeah. the state, but really it's all the underpinning of insecurity. And she just straight out lied. Just straight out lied. Like me and my brother were just rolling ourselves and I told her over the phone, I was like, you know, we just wanted to strip you down naked of your soul and find out if you're really an honest person. We just hung up on her. Oh, yeah. It, people, it, it seems that we don't want to put this on, on, on wealthy or privileged people, but they do lose touch and perspective. It's hard for you to recenter or reevaluate something through a different lens when you're not forced to do that on the daily, if you get your way, if you get, if you're used to having your way, if you're used to, to dictating how things move and how things go, it's very hard for people of that power to let go. And in this case, she felt, I know better. I'm going to say how it goes. And when people have opposite opinions about it, it's easier to just double down and say, that's not what I said, or, or I didn't say that, or I, did, I, didn't, I don't think that, because only when they get challenged will they have to ex- like flex those muscles of, right. let me understand. And I said what I said just so that, it was, it was embarrassing. I was like embarrassed for her, you yeah. know, how, how she just outright lied. And I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really, I think in the end, it's an issue of really, Admitting and then mm-hmm. taking action. Admitting yeah. is the first giant step. And it's the hardest. It's the hardest. Yeah, agreed. It, it's the hardest step. But uh, fantastic job, Joe Van. That's Culture Burger number five. Got a little bit of bacon and ethnic sauce for you. A little racial. A little, yeah. A little bit racial. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Great job, Jovan. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, thank you to you who's been subscribing us and listening to us. Cheers. Culture Burger. Current events, commentary, and context.